Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed with a bit of a gravelly voice. I'm Ken Napsok. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm Jennifer Landa. 
Oh, you're making me all feel right at home. I had a little too much fun in the weather this weekend, but we're here to talk Star Wars news, breaking news from a long time ago. We have uh, some more movie news, question mark, a little stuff from Uncle Bob, Bob Iger, and the much-anticipated Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view book has been announced. We'll talk a little bit about that and more. Before we get to all that, of course, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles. That's five zeros to choose from for iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, Rabbi Force Center recommends an audiobook, actually a new one. I think I forgot to change it in my notes, but I know a new one on the way that we're because <laughs> it's on our shelves. Uh, before we uh, do that, uh, we'll check in Star Wars Life Adventures, but we also want to update you on some cool stuff. It's our Ask segment, which a lot of you know, which is, which, uh, which is us going, hey, here's some things we're working on. Care to check it out because we love you all. Uh, maybe that's not all the tone, but maybe that's my tone today. I don't know. Justice, what do we got? Take the ball from me. <laughs> well, maybe we should build to a goal where uh, Tony Saxton, who has written all of our uh, credits music, could write like a maybe a seven second little ask jingle yes. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> to introduce our segment. Maybe that will be a goal. Uh, we are thrilled about this week's ask because it's kind of an ongoing ask and also some new information. Uh, we are working hard to build our Patreon, looking back over the years of all the different ways that we've tried to make money and make sure that we could keep doing this uh, and doing it the way we want to do it. Uh, Patreon has been the most consistent, the most stable. So thank you to everyone who has been there. So we want to make sure that we encourage that consistency and stability and, and build it. Uh, so we are building to a new goal, uh, at 2000 a month, uh, we are going to do a special YouTube series. And when I say we, I mean, Jennifer is going to do a special <laughs> YouTube series. Uh, if you're not, uh, uh, if you're a newer listener to the podcast, in early years, Jennifer had two different shows, one called Jedi Beat and one called Happy Beeps. And they were both great because they had Jennifer's great uh, love of Star Wars, her love of the whimsical side, her love of the people behind the scenes. Uh, but they also had this great investigative reporting era about them. We kept uh, calling them M NPR meets Star Wars. So we want to reshare some of those great episodes that are buried under our mountain of uh, podcast episodes. So when we get to $2,000, Jennifer is going to add new visuals to some of those classic episodes into a five-episode YouTube series, uh, Jedi Beat and Happy Beeps Reborn. Uh, so that is what we are building to. Uh, if you've been listening for a little while, you also know that we're doing some new things with the podcast on Monday, March 20th. The first episode of our new series, Indiana Jones and the Perilous Podcast, will be dropping on Patreon. Ken and I recorded that episode. We had a ton of fun shocker it's kind of long so uh come check that out if you're interested and we also did pass a goal at sixteen hundred dollars which was to do a special patron live stream star wars ranked episode we passed that so we will be uh announcing when we're gonna be doing that one soon so if you're interested in all that patreon.com slash force center is where to read more jennifer what are your thoughts on this new goal I am so excited. I when I I edited all these um episodes on Final Cut and so at one point there were visuals and I used to get so sad. I was like, "Oh, if if only people could see these dancing stormtroopers that I'm talking about. Yeah. Now we can share them. I would love 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 to do this. It will be so much fun because I am a visual learner. So it helps me and it might be interesting to see, especially like putting a 
face to some of these creators that, you know, from back in the day, we've heard their names, but seeing them, seeing them in the trenches, making these vehicles or whatever, it's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, ah, man. Yeah. I'm excited. Those are some of the, the best, best stuff here on this feed and Joseph's right. We're, we're blessed to have uh, been, you know, going for so long and have so many episodes, but that's a lot of scrolling. That's a lot of scrolling. <laughs> I know I tried. I tried. I was like, I'm, I'm giving up. I can't find I it. I mean, Jedi beat is like within the first 50 episodes of force. Oh. We got it like 1400 now. Like it's so, wow. it's yeah. Mm. Before I, before uh, Ken and I had kind of discussed it, like, I wonder if Jennifer would be interested in doing something like this. And and so before I even brought it up to Jennifer, I was like, I'm going to take some time to, to dig and find some of the episodes we're talking about. Make sure I didn't imagine them. Make sure they're still there. And, <laughs> Uh, not only does my wrist hurt from scrolling back that far, but it's like a time travel machine too. And like, you're scrolling past episodes that are like, should there be a Boba Fett movie in 2020? And like, Oh, Oh, you know, sweet summer children on many levels. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. is well, yeah, yeah. That's a whole other fun conversation. We had to go back and add, add breaks to every episode when we switched to ACAST and listening to us talk about some of that stuff too is fun. But the point of this is these are some of the the best work. It's Jennifer truly, uh, uh, at her best in a way, just an intersection of so many talents and skills and influences and and her perspective. So, uh, yeah, that's a big ask, but it's a fun one. And uh, I'm excited for that. Yeah. And then the, the asterisk I would add to our ask is, is we're pushing really hard on Patreon. We always want to acknowledge that for a multitude of reasons, Patreon just might not be for you. We mm-hmm. totally understand. We appreciate that you listen and that you support us in, in all sorts of ways. Pa- we're pushing hard on Patreon, but we acknowledge it's, it certainly isn't the only way to support us. So thanks to everyone. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's just the reality. But also, you know, like, like I joke, we're not we're not going anywhere ever. Joseph and I will be 90 saying, Jen, you want to come in and talk? Uh, we're in the old folks home. We, we got we got the recorders going. Forstner's here, but uh, it's, we're really excited about some of the things we're cooking up and, and that helps make it possible. So uh, there you go. That's a good ask. That's a big ask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before we get to news, we're going to catch up on Star Wars with Life Adventures as we uh, often do. Uh, life, uh, Oscars, Star Wars, all, a lot of things happened in the last couple of days. Uh, Jen, uh, uh, where did it find you? Uh, w- one quick thing was my mother-in-law has been in town and she's like, I want to watch a Star Wars movie with the girls. I was like, uh, okay. <clears throat> and she's like, you know, actually I heard about this show, that Star Wars show. I think that might be good. She's like, it starts with an A. And I said, Andor? <laughs> like, yeah. I said that's not appropriate for my for the three year old. I just wanted my three year old watching you know, this, the episode where the very first episode where we see Diego Luna going to you know the, the strip club. Uh, that'd be a little awkward. I was like, that's not appropriate. Uh, there are many other things. Maybe we can watch something on Disney. Um, that was cracking me up. And then another thing, uh, I just actually shared it on Instagram today was I had found this old Academy Awards program uh, from 1978. And I had forgotten 1978 was a huge year for Star Wars because that was the, you know, the year after the film came out. And so it was nominated for 10 Academy Awards. Mm. And there's one picture, I didn't include it, but there's one picture of Marsha Lucas excitedly holding her Oscar Mm. for winning her best uh, film editing. And George is behind her. And it just, maybe I'm reading into it, but he just did not. Uh, I was like, oh, that must have been a very awkward conversation that night at home because I'm sure that, you know, he lost out on best screenplay and uh, best director. So, yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. 
But it was exciting, exciting to see all the awards that Star Wars took home that night. They took home six, and including an honorary award for Ben Burt. Mm. That's right. Yeah, that's right. His was honorary. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, you yeah. can physically see a lot of those at the Academy Museum in Los Angeles if you ever want to. Oh, that's right. That's right. Back. Yeah, that was fun. Love that. Oh, that's great. That's great. Perfect mm-hmm. stuff there. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get that doc uh, the night the. Star Wars went to the Oscars. We'll see. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Well, see. Uh, well uh, uh, Joseph Oscars much more closer than you. I have one hill between me and the Oscars, but you could probably uh, uh, smell the, uh, I don't know, perfume close. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it is always weird that it's close. I went to see Scream 6 on Saturday and had to, you know, uh, go around all the places that were blocked off. And it's like, yeah. why are there lots of camera people speaking with German accents? Oh, okay. I see. Everybody, everybody from across the world is setting up their little corner to do interviews and all that. So yeah, yeah. It's definitely in the neighborhood. And then it's very weird on the actual, uh, award show you know they they had their kind of montage at the top of all the different movies and then they they did a bit where oh uh you know jimmy kimmel is in a plane with uh tom cruise and and it looks like he parachutes in and there's a shot uh, there on the live broadcast there was a shot real quick of two actual fighter planes that if you're just watching the broadcast you're probably like a cool great great b-roll you guys got there um, but as I'm watching this, I get really annoyed because there's a super loud noise outside and I can't hear the Oscars anymore. We realize, oh, those are actual jets and they're physically making it impossible for me to hear the bit on television because the actual jets are too close to my home. Uh, that's funny. That's oh, I funny. love that. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny because it, it I mean, it is. It is glamorous. It is exciting. It should be to to celebrate stories and keep people excited about them, keep people going to the movies and that. But, you know, at the same time, Hollywood is just a neighborhood. So it's there's that weird yeah. contrast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the, the year Ellen ordered pizza. That was the spot that Josh McCook and I would always order pizza from. <laughs> the lines are clogged. We can't. We're at his apartment like we can't get the pizza. They've got it. <laughs> they're ordering our pizza hopefully hopefully the fighter jets drop some pizzas on the ground not frozen because you know i don't want them injured uh yeah so definitely that, that was a fun uh adventure this weekend uh big big stuff uh for myself as i i know i've been talking about working on that short film yeah. uh, i had a ton of fun uh writing it and shooting it working with a bunch of great people uh, a mutual friend christian ruvalcaba helped me uh kind of learn all the ropes of modern filmmaking on uh, the technical end helped me hire some great people so uh co-edited the film with me so huge shout out to him uh phil mar is a uh, i'm sure star wars listeners are like yeah the, the voice actor of orn frita uh <laughs> a, a funny way <laughs> to describe phil since he has uh, many accomplishments in, including constantly popping up as is bail organa yeah. in star wars it is is the villainous uh pikes pike leader in uh book of boba fett uh phil is the star of this short film it's called the narrator been working on it forever finally got it uh finished and this uh, week started applying to film festivals with it so that was that was a really exciting uh, personal adventure to cross that (laughs) that part of the finish line of the journey now i just need to get it out there and have people actually see it uh and I've been, I've mentioned before, I've been waiting to open those custom figures that uh, listener Will Dixon kindly made us. And I waited until the film was done. And it was my reward after that to open those custom figures. Uh, Will made amazing Lululemon Primark from Solo and uh, uh, Elder Jedi Tara Sanube 
amazing. Tara is on my desk now staring at me. So thanks, Will Dixon, for that. Oh, they're 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 great. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been talking about that uh, you know, the time grappler figure he made, and it's uh, it's you just look at it and go, Well, why can't why can't this exist? <laughs> it, it, like, Kenner has like, come on, just have, we'll make them for you. <laughs> mass produce, mass produce. Uh, they're both amazing because you know I've seen lots of custom figures that are like, okay, well we'll we'll kind of take this character's yeah. head and this character's vest and we'll sort of repaint. And like, hey, you know, there's no head that looks like Terra Sanube. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Lulio Primak is basically just an upside down head. There's <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's truly amazing uh, uh, work amazing craft yeah Uh, and jen you uh, received frog lady right yes and the same i don't i don't know how i don't know how you did it well because this is it looks like it's an official figure i'm just like and it came with little eggs which i had to put away because i knew that they would get lost so i stored them safely her (laughs) eggs (laughs) no it's great no look will will uh is a long-time listener and 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 uh and um you know, we know, we know his name and chats and everything, but he, he did it. He's just sent it to our PO box. He didn't tell me or ask like, Hey, I'm going to, cause I, I got to admit if someone had said, Hey, I'm going to make you some custom star Wars figures. I'd say like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I've seen some of them, <laughs> you know, like I've seen <laughs> he didn't do that. Well, was like, Hey, something's on the way. And I'm glad because uh, they're, they're wonderful. And I, I, I'm, I would have shut that joy out of my life just based on <laughs> of uh, you know made a custom figure. So they're great. They're great indeed. Well, that's awesome. Glad, yeah. Glad that's a that's a great just reward for working so hard. Yeah, I, I it was uh, it was really nice to have that reward. And I'm really glad that I waited until I could just give sort of like all my focus and do a loving photo shoot with a candle <laughs> <laughs> of Tara Sanube. So thanks again, Will. Yeah, thank you. Well, uh, almost uh, getting the news here, but my uh, Star Wars uh, adventure is pretty simple. But I did, I did do a short. It was an impromptu short. I was planning sitting down to do a, a puffer pig short on our YouTube and a reel, which is our Instagram uh, channel as well. You can watch that. Um, but uh, I was like, you know, I'm going to make one on this little piece of art I found. I was, uh, I don't know, even know how I was on Etsy, and I'm not on Etsy's often, right? Occasionally, I'll try to look for some cool Star Wars posters, or I have a great Indiana Jones poster I got from Etsy. And I was on there, and I discovered uh, this uh, artist, uh, Morgan, her uh, company's M Galactic Art, and she has a lot of wonderful things on her her page. You should all check it out. Some wonderful Star Wars things. I think a lot there for a lot of folks. She has a Death Star explosion patch, and it is the you know, the, 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 uh, when Jando Don is briefing everybody and here's what we got to hit the exhaust port and you got the circle with the little explosion inside. It's just, it's just the most simple, beautiful design. Uh, and, 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 uh, she's making, you know, patches and an enamel pen. And I just fell in love with it. It means a lot. It, it, you know, it's a, it's a, one of those things I love about my Star Wars art that I collect. It's, if you know, you know, if you don't, it's going to start a conversation and it's not, you know, it's not out there that Star Wars, it's just something that's kind of subtle and I love it and I want to shout her out. Uh, so Morgan, thank you uh, for uh, uh, letting me purchase these. I want I, I saw these and I, I just added the cart. I just kept adding the cart. So, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to get these patches on. I want a hat version. I might write her and be like, can you make a hat? Cause this would be a perfect stage hat. So um, yeah, love that search. Let us know ever you're out there. Tweet us if you find some cool pieces of Star Wars art or, memorabilia or Etsy finds. That's always uh, fun. I love that kind of stuff and supporting independent artists. Yeah. You, you are great at tracking those down, Ken. <sighs> yeah. I don't, I just, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I don't want a target shirt. <laughs> I love target. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want, 
And the, and the, by the way, I have the I have the Millennium Falcon shirt. Everyone had to uh, got a dark. <laughs> I think we all thought that one was real unique, and then it just, yeah, exactly. I had it got too. It. Yeah. yeah, I got it. I got it. You know? it's, all it's all good. Well, let's get to some Star Wars news. Um, we've got. Uh, the film slate, a week of rumors and news bites. And I'll say this. I think lately I personally have been a little more grumpy, maybe even grouchy about some Star Wars news. I, I, don't, I don't mean that to be, sorry, I'm confident here, the overriding um, mood here. Uh, I'm actually having fun with this story today, but uh, don't read too much into my snark because um, let's just get right into it as I try to recover here. Jenkins out. Feige bench. What TT to absolutely star in his own Star Wars film. The Lindelofians are set with the script and actors, and it's all definitely going to be announced or not. We'll see. Here's my point on this. Last week, Variety ran an exclusive saying, well, nothing. And again, I don't mean that disrespectfully. I'm saying what was actually news? Nothing seemed like cold, hard facts. These are reporters in the business. I trust what they're going to put out there. But it suggested that Rogue Squadron has been entirely shelved with sources saying it's no longer in active development. Same for the Feige-led Michael Waldron-written feature, no longer in active development. And then Taika Waititi's project is said to still be in development, a la, and, and a la Jojo Rabbit. And, well, pretty much everything he's done, Taika would have a part in the film. It did not say star in it. Uh, did not say that. In it... <laughs> You know, that, that we'll get to that. So uh, let's stop the Hot Scoop Express right there. What is your reaction to the overall story, Jennifer? It, it is interesting because I was like, wait, this isn't n- new, right? But it, the Feige thing actually was a little bit of news <laughs> to me. Right. I had, I had either I'd missed it or that was like, oh, OK, I guess he's out. And the Lindelof project for me is the only thing I'd put my money on right now mm-hmm. i think that they're staying quiet because they're working <laughs> not because it's not <laughs> happening that's my that's my thing and the taika movie also kind of surprised me um i think it's good he's not starring in it i i have some speculation on what it could be i'll i'll save mm. that uh, mm. but i do imagine that that one's several years off and may never happen as well who knows but yeah i was kind of surprised i'm like wait why are, why are they reporting this why now yeah. Yeah, and, and and to be clear, clear like there's some little clarifications, details for things that if true, and I believe it is true uh, from these sources and variety and deadline that that you know it, it's interesting. I don't want to say I'm not interesting. I just was a little surprised, and this is I want everyone listening to be clear. No shade here. I just was seeing the tweets and the YouTube thumbnails, even from some wonderful friends of ours, <laughs> announcing this news, discussing this as they should, because we're doing that here as well. I get that, but I was like, so then I went to the article, right? I hadn't had a chance right. to catch up to news yet. And I was like, well, uh, but eh, okay, this is nothing from StarWars.com, nothing official, of course, uh, and it all makes sense. And I think that's the thing, Joseph, to me. It's like, yes, no, this all makes sense. I'm not surprised by any of this. So it just doesn't feel new, even though there's some clarifications. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think to me, it it felt like not new, but uh, a step down the path. Yeah. Um, I think the last sort of uh, news, if all of these sort of uh, really traditional Hollywood outlets with their, you know, vetted, uh, sources um, are to be believed. The the Rogue Squadron film, well, and also Patty Jenkins because Patty Jenkins just came out and said it right, right. that like, yeah. hey, yep, you know, it, it's it's still in development. It may happen. It may not. Um, we've talked before about like these kind of deals are happening all the time as as we're speaking. You know, eighteen hundred things just went into development, and eighteen hundred things just went out of development. Yeah. That's normal. It's just that we are so hyper focused on Star Wars. Fair enough with Rogue Squadron. 
there was a big announcement with the trailer and everything with yeah, a, right. you know, from, from Patty Jenkins. So that one's a little bit different. The, the Feige-led Michael Waldron stuff, that's happening all the time, right? And, and you just, you don't hear news necessarily about it. So th- this did feel like news to me from the perspective of Luke, if, if it's all true, which I kind of believe it is because I, I believe, you know, the, the reporting and it makes logical sense to me. It's just all about narrowing down. It it supports the idea that the Lindelof led project is moving forward because as the vision of what the next film is, the era, how it might all work together is that, uh, is that crystallizes other things that don't work with it are going to fall away. And and Kennedy herself has said things like that of like, Mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to figure out out of all of these things, you know, what, what all works together. Um, and yeah. so to me, it, it felt like news like, yep, we are narrowing in on our vision. And so a couple of these things are falling away. Yeah. And there's something about that that excites me uh, in a weird way. And this is uh, not about Patty, not about Feige, Michael Walton, anyone. I, I just think there's like, all right, the clarity that I think we all seek, and I do seek it as well, would love to have it at Star Wars Celebration. I think we, you're right, Joseph, that it's, it's kind of a well said as compared to my Monday morning snark here. Uh, we're, we're, we're kicking the rocks down the road in a good way. Like, Hey, it's, it's getting there. It's getting there. And, 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 and I was going to kick this back to, to you both here. So I'm doing a lot of kicking today, apparently, um, it, because of that rogue squadron announcement, because of investors day, because of sometimes the message has been muddled, uh, whether it's Lucasfilm Disney's uh, fault or sometimes scoops get out in front of the company, which I think happens more often than not, as we discussed here. Um, is, is this one of those cases where maybe they could just be like, Hey, it's not happening. And here's a statement on it. Or here's here's something official. I don't think you're gonna have Dan Brooks on Star Wars. I can't write it, but you know, uh, Kathleen Kennedy says something even before celebration. Or hey, this is a story. Does that help at all? Or do they need that? Or is, and it's just like we'll see you in London for mm-hmm. Rogue Squadron specifically. Uh, yeah, specifically, or even Feige, or any kind of. Th- I don't. I don't. I don't know what I'm. Maybe I'm asking. I just. I just sometimes do want them to be like, hey, we're hearing this. Almost like James Gunn is out there on Twitter right now. You know, I'm not going to be on Twitter. Yeah. Bob is, but, you know, I don't expect her to be like, you know, see my Instagram story on Rogue Squadron. But that's the only thing sometimes maybe I feel I wish I could get from them. I, you know, I think, I think James Gunn, well, I know James Gunn has a background as a, as a performer and he already has a personal and vocal presence on social media, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes sense for him that he is, He's not the only person, you know, there's, there was other person hired with him whose, whose name is escaping me right now. Cause this isn't Marvel center. Yeah. Um, so that I think he's been hired. He's like, yeah, I am the creative person. I'm also the carnival barker. I am the ringmaster of this three ring circus. And I've already kind of, that's already my personality. And that's always already the way I interact with people. Yeah. I don't feel like Lucasfilm has a person like that. So I don't want them to try to emulate that. It's natural from yeah. gun because it's his relationship with the public already. I personally don't need uh, public announcements from companies of we've decided not to go with this. Yeah. Uh, I want forward moving announcements and Patty Jenkins has shown her, her willingness to, to say her side of the story publicly. Uh, Kevin Feige knows that he will be asked about this. Michael Waldron knows that he'll be asked about this. We will hear their side because they're going to be, they'll be, they'll be out there, you know, doing a promo for some, you know, a small, beautiful indie film about their family and people stick microphones in their face and go, what happened to your Star Wars movie? (laughs) It'll happen. We will find out that information. I I don't personally need, I want clarity from Lucasfilm. 
about forward movement. I don't want them to encourage that. It should be a spectacle, that the development process should be a spectacle. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, yeah I think you definitely agree with you that there, there is no person in-house that's in this role, uh, you know. It ain't Pablo. He doesn't want that role and shouldn't have the role. That's not his job. Uh, James Waugh's out there a lot, but is uh, he's now protected on Twitter and everything. He's, you know, I, I follow him. And so I get a lot of great political takes. I don't expect Star Wars takes from him. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's there's no one in there. Uh, you know, Favreau's not in that position. Uh, and he's not on there even either, too. Instagram, maybe. You can share a blurry picture of development. Yeah. And Kathleen Kennedy steps up to that role when she needs to. She does, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. presentations at big conventions. And I, I, I think that, I got no problem with that. I think that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jen, yeah. who should it be? Should it be Uncle Bob? <laughs> yeah, I love Uncle Bob here. He's always so <laughs> candid, uh, but in a nice way. Um, you know, I had the, an incident this morning. I called uh, my doctor because my daughter is sick. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I have to reschedule my appointment. Uh, can we do it on Thursday? She's like, well, how do you know your daughter's going to be well? I said, I, yeah, that's it. Well, I'm pretty sure she's going to be well. She said, call us when she's well. That when we can schedule. And I was so taken aback by that. I kind of feel like that with Lucasfilm. Let us know when for sure you got production. Don't tell, no, I don't need to hear like, oh, we think this is going to happen. This could potentially happen in the future. No, I'm like the receptionist. Call me when you're well, Lucasfilm. <laughs> let, let me know when all the pieces are in place because, it, you know, it affects and doesn't really affect me personally. Please. I just sit yeah. here and I chat about it, right? And make, make Instagram reels about it. Um, yeah. But but there is something to be said about like, I kind of like that Lucasfilm just puts their head down and they just work. And then they surprise yeah. us. And they're like, surprise, we have this new show uh, or whatever. I like that. I don't think I, I, the Patty Jenkins thing, I don't want to say it burned me, but it did make me feel a little disappointed. I was like, oh, I got my hopes up. So now I'm just a little bit more cautious with my heart uh, yeah. <laughs> going forward. No, no, yeah, the only thing I... I'd add to that, uh, not as a counter, but just, it's like the only thing is sometimes uh, a reporter reports on Disney's trying to schedule their appointment for Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Sometimes it gets out there and that's why I'm just like, <laughs> Jen Landis says yeah. she will have an appointment Thursday. Or will not have an appointment Thursday. Yeah. 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 So I, I, yeah and I agree about getting ahead of it on the positives of mm-hmm. this is happening. We cast this person. Mm. I would love for them to be more proactive about things that are happening. I just like, there's so many people in the world who are working so hard to get their creative voices out there. And there's something that always just kind of bums me out when I see a headline of like, (laughs) the you know, so much oxygen being taken up by people who are already successful that you see headlines that could be about a new voice emerging. And instead the headline is, here's something somebody's not doing. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Great. Can we get some, you know, oh, to be so famous that people report on what you're not doing today. Right. right. Let's 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 get a little bit more. What are people doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did not take off his sweatpants today. Though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And all good. Yeah. And get the investor day thing. We it was investor day. Right. It, they had to show some, that whole thing. And I don't even say that cynically. Like this is kind of where we're at. The business and creativity is always going to smash into each other. Uh, that's part of the, well, I'd say that's about 90% of the frustration in this town, isn't it? <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, one of the final thing, this section though, I did, uh, you mentioned Jen, maybe it's a good spot to talk about it. It's one of those four center temperature checks. 
checking back in on our thoughts on a potential Taika Waititi Star Wars project now that he's going to be starring it in every scene, which may end up being the case, by the way. But I just I want I saw a lot of that headline wise uh, in, in tweets and videos, but the article did not say that just that so he'd be in it. And that's I would have put all my money down on that. So, Jen, we'll start with you. Any thoughts on what this could be and what you feeling about this right now? Yeah, I'm actually a, a little bit more excited than I initially was. And I, I like the idea that he's not going to start in it just because he is such a big personality to me that I would have a hard time be- not believing him in the Star Wars world. But you know what I mean? It's one of those things where he's like such a big, a big star. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's that's Taika Waititi in a Star Wars project. But yeah. I kind of think where he might work well would be a film like a Jabba's Palace or Weird Creatures, the Weirdos of the Galaxy, Bounty Hunters. I don't know. That side of Star Wars, I think, could be really interesting. And bringing his, the humor, the weirdness, I would love to see it kind of like, he he knows how to upend things, right? And I think he could do, it could be really exciting to see that in that part of the galaxy. I, I don't need him to tackle Jedi or anything like that. I want him to go full, have go full weird. Give him, you know, free reign to go full weird. Go full weird. I like that. Joseph, how weird do you want it to go? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm happy for uh, for Waititi to go full weird. I agree with that. Um, But wanted to bounce back quickly to the actual Jenkins and and Feige projects because we were kind of talking about the uh, the announce or not. Uh, yeah. Should Kathleen Kennedy come out and <laughs> hold a funeral dirge for the the projects that are no more? Uh, in terms of the actual projects, I always want to be um, really respectful to the people who are super excited about Rogue Squadron. I'm always really affected by people who grew up with those video games, those books. That's such a huge mm-hmm. part of Star Wars that I think does deserve a spotlight. So I am personally fine with this version of a Rogue Squadron Starfighter movie not moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like to see somebody successfully tackle a Rogue Squadron type movie. That to me is is the mm-hmm. big loss. I really like Patty Jenkins and her work, but if any of the um, reporting is true where, where there is some disagreement about the script, I'd rather see a Rogue Squadron type film by somebody who is real in sync with Lucasfilm and then also see I want to see what Patty Jenkins makes if she goes and makes an indie movie, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. that is exactly what she wants it to be. I don't, I don't, I don't like the either or either mm-hmm. uh, movies should be entirely independent or you, you got to be in absolute, you know, lockstep with the big companies. Like they're valid ways to be creative and, and they're both valid. So yeah. uh, I think we could win if we got an indie uh, Patty Jenkins movie. And then also got a Rogue Squadron type movie. And then the, for the Feige thing, like he, he's got his hands full. So does Michael Warden. <laughs> we didn't know anything about the film. I, I, yeah. not, uh, yeah. So that bring, brings me back to Jennifer's a wonderful full weird. I so agree. Um, I, I hope that uh, Taika Waititi's project is still in development because it fits into the timeline in the other film they're developing. Mm. Mm. If the Lindelof-led project is real and it is the big, explosive, high-stakes return to the galaxy far, far away, introducing new characters who, who might go on to be the, the new big three, big four, big five, what, whatever it is, the new era of Star Wars, and then Waititi's project is happening in the same timeline, you know, mm-hmm. attached to the same general state of the galaxy, but it is something smaller it is something off to the side it is something different bonkers weird 
and allow it to be advertised that way to not say <laughs> yes. here is Taika Waititi taking the you know the the big epic flag from Lucas Abrams Johnson just let it, let him be Taika Waititi and advertise it that way so people go in with the expectations i think Thank the you. the yes. big thing with Taika Waititi right now is he loves to balance big bonkers absurd comedy with deep emotion and important ideas and when the balance is right for an audience like ragnarok they love it when the balance is just off like love and thunder which totally fine if you don't like it but that movie is about huge important things Mm -hmm. um and and the the balance between the absurd in the comedy and the depth was off so people just didn't a lot of people just couldn't couldn't see or engage with the depth so i almost feel like if you advertise it as bonkers people go in with it like okay show me the weirdest alien you got Mm -hmm. (laughs) do the do the weirdest bits you got and then discover the depth i think that might land better yeah i i I agree as as we looks looks like we're racing towards this uh what i call the the linda lothians the the the, (laughs) uh, movie project that just seems the feel seems right uh for what you're saying not that taika couldn't um you know do something big and epic but that's just not the track record right now uh even with those thors right they're 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 very much their own thing even though they're within the marvel structure so i i was i'd be worried about uh exactly what you're saying if, if if that is the next star wars film and we are we got some wonderful obtuse awkward comedy moments some heart and we're like people just, nothing the galaxy is not a stake or that kind of stuff almost like the solo flashback i just think there'd be a higher chance of that happening so but we'll see maybe that's the 2025 film we don't know we don't know we don't know. Uh, Variety did mention that the Linda Luff led a boy, uh, Abed Chinoy, excuse me, uh, directed and Britt Gibson co-written movie project is still in play, of course, uh, despite uh, not one official word of Lucasfilm to date. Again, we'll put that out there just to be clear about that. Uh, uh, later in the week, it was reported by uh, Jeff Snyder and his loudness that this project has, uh, I love Jeff, by the way, has project script done or nearly done and that some of the key roles are cast. Uh, namely Yaya, uh, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen II, and all of this is set to be announced at Celebration Europe in April, which, of course, makes sense. The Lucasfilm panel, uh, the studio showcase, the first big panel of that convention. So, okay, friends, uh, again, kind of nothing new here. Here come them clicks. Everyone's got these stories. But what do you think about this right now? We've already kind of been discussing it. I'll start by just saying, yeah, it just all this just kind of feels right, that this came together. And that's that's what I want out of Kathleen Kennedy or anyone, including Uncle Bob, maybe even the other Uncle Bob. JPEG. I want anyone like, hey, this is emerged and this seems right. We need to go here to pivot. And this seems like a pivot over the last year or so if this has happened. Uh, again, I don't know any of that, but I love that idea. If, if they just are like, hey, this this is starting to feel right. Three years ago, we didn't even think about this. Three years ago, we didn't even think about working with Damon Lindelof. Uh, but now we are and this works and this has that big giant movie feel. We need to get it right, and we'll have some Bob Iger comments about that. <laughs> uh, it just uh, it just makes sense to me, so I'm I'm excited for something that's not even yet official. And I, any the names aren't even. I, I I've talked to a lot of folks who have some strong opinions about Lindelof um, off air. Totally get that. I I don't have any skin in that game. I didn't watch Lost. I didn't. I'm not invested as much. I'm. I it just seems like a talented uh, uh, older man now, young man at one point, um, <laughs> who's uh, gathered a good team around, and and I like that. So I'm excited about that um, as we move forward there. But uh, Jen, any general thoughts on uh, this story right now and them clicks that are coming? The clicks are coming, and I think that the clicks might be 
right in this sense. I do think that we've been hearing about this project kind of simmering since I think October. October was really when it started to gain more traction, but I think that yeah. they've been writing since summer or something. I don't know. Uh, or maybe that's when he assembled the team in October when the director became attached. I'm intrigued. This is a project I am excited about. And, you know, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, I really enjoyed him in uh, Netflix's The Get Down, which was a series a while back. He was great in that. When you start throwing out names of people that are attached, like, you know, actors, that I'm I'm less convinced of. It'd be fun if he is, but I, I am excited about this project, and I do think we could get an announcement at Celebration. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That just makes a ton of sense. Uh, Joseph will be there uh, with our notepads in hand, ready to take. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you both. I really feel like this it has good chances of happening and has good chances of being announced in Celebration. I think the fact that they've already scheduled that they're going to skip. 2024 for celebration, but they'll be back in 2025. Really seems like let's the theaters are back. Disney Plus is great, but we need to reorganize that. If Star Wars is going to remain a strong presence, we need this fresh burst of you know new generation. Ten years after the Force Awakens, you know we're ready for this burst of new. And like we've talked about before, this Lindelof led project does seem like the best fit. It matches what Kathleen Kennedy was talking about in interviews of looking for somebody to kind of uh, help shepherd and take a a long term responsibility for uh, the the film side. And uh, I I have seen uh, Lost. I I, I, we could easily do Lost Center. I think (laughs) (laughs) I think there are Lost discourses that. is very similar to some of our Star Wars discourses uh, mm-hmm. of expectation and people really a- attaching themselves to a specific criticism and not not looking past that criticism to actually analyze all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I saw some extremely strong, angry opinion about Lindelof this weekend, but I think oh. what makes it on, on social media, so, hey, what are you going to do? But what I think makes this project strong, if it is all, all flowing the way that the reports have come out, Whatever you think of him, Lindelof has a strong history in the business. He has producer experience. So combine that with a fresh and different voice. Mm -hmm. Is the director a massively accomplished uh, voice? But Lindelof could possibly be there to to really keep everything on the rails in terms of a producer role. And he could fade into the background a little bit. And this could really become about Obed Chinoy, right? And and Britt Gibson and, and whoever is starring um mm-hmm. i yeah i, I really take uh the the yeah abdul mateen the second with a huge grain of salt I, I think he's great that'd be great but um i'm really hoping that they do announce the title at celebration i hope that some people walk out on stage including an actor you know <laughs> yeah. one is fine <laughs> <laughs> and, and i think the big thing is won't it be a gift from mm-hmm. moving away from discussing the behind the scenes who is making the film mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to what is the film to go from who did Kathleen Kennedy have lunch with today to what part of the story is being explored. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, and that's, that's the thing I'd be most excited about if there is an announcement of if the film is set after uh, the rise of Skywalker what are the stakes? A, a new threat coming to the galaxy? Is this a more intimate story of, of a of a family in a smaller system of planets that that become a part 
of the larger picture? Is there a civil war as a new government tries to emerge? Uh, Are the huts like, fair enough, we're going to take over the galaxy? You know, is it Star Wars, the hut wars? Who knows? Uh, But that is the most exciting thing to me. And that's the thing that I, I can't wait to have information about and have fun speculation about yeah so you're, you're getting me excited just uh, your excitement for it and, and first of all says yeah we, we say everyone says that uh, you know lindelof lindelof led that he's just he's he's the name on the marquee right now but i think you're absolutely right he, he's it seems to be one of the strengths at least for this project is going cool I, I can help shepherd this forward and 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 bring a team together it's and it's their story they're telling um uh, alongside me i'll be here with you but um yeah i think you're right it, within a year or two maybe we'll be saying different lead names you know that's exciting but i think that's uh you're you're summing up some of my feelings here that i was trying to say even at the beginning of the news segment is it's it's, we're always going to talk about this we need to talk about it's part of the star wars fandom it's interesting i'm just ready especially six years after rise of skywalker to just know and to just know because that's fun and that's exciting and and going forward past rise of skywalker is so intriguing to me because i can't even imagine what that could be is the threat from within is the call coming from inside the capital we'll find out but i i just want to know and that what you're describing you know they they they're on stage and by the way so-and-so's in this film ah great then we can start talking about it and looking forward to things and i love that mm-hmm. yeah Years of speculation ahead of us. <laughs> years, years of speculation. Uh, final note in this uh, uh, winding road of a news story. Also, Bob Iger was speaking at the Morgan Stanley Technology Media and Telecom Conference, probably at a Hilton somewhere, and said that Solo was, quote, disappointing in terms of the box office, and that when it comes to the next film or films, uh, we're going to make sure, he says, we're going to make sure when we make one, it's the right one. So we're being very careful here. Um, this is a bunch of other things um, in there, too, that I, I thought was interesting. Maybe maybe we bring them up, maybe we don't, but just Disney Plus, the content production costs, the rising production costs, um, all those kind of things. That's when the business, I don't, I never like spend a lot of time talking about business, but it, it affects things as we've discussed before. But it's also kind of interesting as the streaming world moves forward and starts to find, oh, what we thought was working isn't and we're already having to change. Anyways. Uh, one of the reasons I bring up the solo thing uh, before I pitch it to both of you is again, that was a, then became a headline, um, that was put out there in bad faith. Some people just addressed it, uh, as it is. Um, it's about the box office It's about more of the marketing, more of what Bob had said back then. Hey, mm, may a couple, my bad on maybe the solo stuff on how we got it out there, not the content, but if you want to use it and spin it <laughs> into disliking solo, cause you already don't like solo. Uh, you know, I guess you, you had that door and you, you took it. But uh, that's not exactly what he meant. But uh, uh, Joseph, I'll start with you here. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to any of Uncle Bob? Uh, I did not listen, but I did uh, uh, read the the article. I read a couple different articles. I love that Uncle Bob is on his honesty campaign and is writing the ship tour, uh, which mm-hmm. is great. I think he does have uh i don't think he's quite that like big personality to be like the circus ringmaster but i think he also knows that he is a public figure and a public voice and i think he is doing a great job of answering interview questions honestly doesn't sound like he's dodging but he's also aware that every word he's saying is like a press release to the disney board (laughs) disney investors and fans and i think that he is starting from a place of honesty of like hey things are wobbly it's the pandemic then hey i think i think the company went in the right in the wrong direction with yeah. some of the, the the way it was organized so that the artists weren't truly responsible for 
the uh, the results, um, which they should be because then, then they're invested and talking about charging too aggressively at Disneyland and mm-hmm. the honesty of the, the streaming wars causing every major company to kind of get out over their skis about how yeah. profitable is streaming going to be? How profitable can it be? So he's just on this great to me, uh, honesty tour that he is managing, uh, really, really well. Honesty again, within the context of these are every word is, <laughs> yeah. is a press release. I think he's also still smarting from the decision of his own to release solo too close to the last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, Streaming would have streaming would have disrupted the Star Wars stories anyway, I think, because they'd be like, why are we developing these kind of stories? But I think if, you know, if Solo had <laughs> had uh, had uh, bumped uh, uh, Mary, uh, I almost I forgot Mary Poppins. I was gonna say Mary Robbins. That's not right. Uh, Mary Poppins and been into December and it would have been Solo yeah. versus Aquaman. We, we'd be living in a different world where we're. Aquaman mm-hmm. might have beat Solo, but anyway, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I really? think there is. Mm, I don't know, maybe Aquaman did way better than anyone ever expected it to. You know, yeah, by like a, a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in terms of expectations and in terms of kind of what a joke the character had been among superhero fans yeah. for a long time. So mm-hmm. who knows? That might have been the upset, but. It might be a different world. I, I last thing I'll say about this quickly is I, I I do think there is there it's com the 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 reason that the Star Wars films are in the state they're in is complex. In that Variety article that uh, we talked about, that I do uh, uh, suspect a lot of the reporting is true. There's also like a drive by blaming of Rise of Skywalker for mm-hmm. Star mm-hmm. Wars not having more films in the theater. It says a. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker imploded in spectacular fashion. The film earned just half the grosses of 2015's The Force Awakens and the widespread scorn of fans. And Star Wars movie development has been stuck in the bogs of Dagobah ever since. I, if I could take one second to push back on that. Yeah. <laughs> well, sir, I'll give you a five because you're going to need to take up the time for the swear word I'm about to uh, lob. Yeah. So, like, obviously, it would have been great for Rise of Skywalker to make even more money. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the reviews uh, are, are from critics and from general audience weren't weren't great. A, a lot of people dislike this film, and a lot of fans dislike this film. Not trying to take that from from anyone, but just going. Rise of Skywalker was a bad movie, and so Star Wars films fell apart. Ignores first the uniqueness of Force Awakens, which I'm sick of people ignoring. That like people came to the Force Awakens in in that number because star wars is back in the original big three we've now got used to everybody coming back mm-hmm. in 2015 it was still huge yeah that all three of them came back that was the impossible happening um the rise of skywalker was the end of the saga and there was always a planned break there was always going to be a question of what exactly is next this does not account for for solo being <laughs> uh, a, a part of the concern um, another thing that I think is worth mentioning is that whole pandemic thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also historical context. Mm-hmm. I've heard people use this like Rise of Skywalker, you know, did half of Force Awakens. And, and yeah, it did. And I'm sure they would have liked it to do more. You know, it also did half. Empire Strikes Back did half of what A New Hope did. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the films go up and down and it isn't this one and done Um obvious rise of skywalker is a bad movie and therefore everything has been a mess 
Again, full acknowledgement, it did not make as much money as it probably should have. It uh, did not get great reviews. A ton of people don't like it. But there are a lot of other factors that are being ignored in that discussion. And I guarantee you, you know who isn't ignoring all those factors? Uncle Bob Iger. <laughs> Uncle Bob Iger. Well said, sir. Yeah, no, in the Force Awakens. Look, try, here, try launching a YouTube series. The first episode does well, and then it, everything tapers off. That's, that's human nature. I'm going to go, what's this thing? Ah, okay, cool. Uh, I'll forget I'll forget to watch it again or forget to go back to it or maybe just not for me. And Force Awakens was that on a massive, massive, massive level. And uh, when we celebrate it, a uh, 10-year anniversary in two years, that's going to be maybe part of the discussion. Anyways, mm-hmm. Jed, uh, uh, I can't believe that number. Uh, Jed, Uncle Bob, uh, all this, the solo disappointing thing, uh, you know, again, him speaking about the business side and how that spins off. What's your thoughts on all this? I forgot that it was actually his decision on the solo things. That's why he brings it up. Cause I was like, why is he still bringing this up? That's why he feels a personal responsibility. I'll tell you what, if I was a filmmaker, I would want to work with Bob Iger because he's supportive of, of filmmakers, creators. He cares about the story. He cares about the art, but he's also very practical and a great businessman. And I, I like how he's talking about this and he's assessing like Marvel and, and Star Wars. And he's like, Marvel has done well basically releasing films back to back, but maybe we don't need the third and fourth one, right? Like that, that makes sense. And I think what they're realizing that it also seems like Lucasfilm has realized as well is that Star Wars fans are different and we are more about quality and no shade to Marvel, but we're more like, it's, we don't mind waiting. We've been waiting for, for decades for films and whatnot, right? We have no problem waiting, but it has to be right. Star Wars is really an event in the movie theaters. And I think Star Wars fans don't mind waiting to, waiting a little bit longer to make that happen. Um, so I think that they're pumping the brakes and they're figuring out what's going to be right. And maybe it is the Lindelof thing, probably. But then we probably may not get another film until a couple more years. They're really taking their time because also filmmakers and and movie studios in general are figuring out <laughs> the movie theater business, right? Which still hasn't recovered from the pandemic. And Star Wars has done incredibly well on Disney Plus, which is why you see that reflected in The Mandalorian season three. It they have a ton more money that they put in that show. You can just tell, like John Favreau, you know, hyped it up. You can see it on screen. It is quote unquote expansive. It is expensive, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's visual effects. They're not just in the volume. They are doing all sorts of wonderful things. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I'm excited. I think that they're doing the right things uh, by Star Wars. And I'm, I'm confident in Bob Iger and uh, Lucasfilm's leadership. Uh, I, yeah, I'm too. I, I understand a lot of the frustrations and, 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 and like a lot of stuff we discussed there. By the way, you said expansive. I knew what you meant, but I thought you were going like expansive, meaning expensive. So <laughs> that's true. Both work. Both that work. Uh, no, you're both saying great things uh, about it. And we've always talked about it. You know, I'm not here to root for uber rich CEOs. And I'm sure, yeah. you know, Bob has bad days. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I, I just always get that's why he's back. You just get that. You just want to sit around and go, yeah, yeah, okay. You nod and you share a cup of coffee, and you go, oh, you know what? I'm with you. I'm with you. And, uh, and I think that's part of his uh, skills uh, and and taking in the bigger picture and uh, and owning it in his own way. I mean, that was the whole thing of his his book that Joseph and I uh, talked about. Mm-hmm. The book was uh, I've messed up a few times. Let me tell you about it. And um, I think that's a good approach. Anyways, 
Uh, a lot there. Any any final thoughts on this this whole story before we move along, Joseph? No, I, I well, you know what? Yes, but I'm going to contain myself. No more <laughs> thoughts will be shared on this. I'm excited to move on to our, our other topics. Yes, more indeed. Jen, anything from you here? Any final prediction? Is Taika Waititi going to be a... No? Okay. A, uh, a... <laughs> the first super tall Ewok. That's right. <laughs> yes. One brat. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't have any predictions. Okay. I am really excited to see what comes out of Star Wars Celebration. It's going gonna, it's yeah. gonna to be funny to look back, right, after we hear the, the big news. And they're like, we have a slate of five movies. Uh-huh. <laughs> what? So yeah. who knows? Well, yeah, that's, look, that's funny because they do have that, that part of that hot scoop rumor reporting is that they have a five year plan and everything might right. be unveiled, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, you're, this, this could be, uh, you know, nine years from now when Joseph's scrolling back going, hey, I, there, we didn't know that we were three weeks away <laughs> from some massive news or something like that. A and, Boba you know, Fett that, movie. Yeah. yeah. Who wants that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, we're going to take a quick break before we do. We have a four center recommends. This is an audio book we think you should try out on us. And uh, Joseph, what do we have today? We are recommending the new book, Battle Scars by Sam Meggs. It is a book that is uh, telling the narrative story of two video games. It is bridging, bridging the gap between the the two uh, Fallen Jedi and Jedi Survivor. And I'm really excited uh, to dig in and read this one. I think it is the next one that Ken and I are going to read. We've fallen a little bit behind on High Republic. We would love to catch up, but we're probably going to read this one first. Yeah, that makes sense for us. So hopefully it does for you as well. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrials.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we got 40 years and 40 stories coming our way by Return of the Jedi. Stick around for more Force Center. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome back to Force Center. We are taking a look at Star Wars news. And this is a fun one here. It was kind of expected, but it's nice uh, every once in a while. When your expectations are met with confirmations. As I said before the break, 40 years, 40 stories from a certain point of view is back for Return of the Jedi. This uh, is, like I said, as expected, we'll be getting another anthology of uh, stories to celebrate the 40th anniversary of the Star Wars film. This time, Return of the Jedi, which can you believe? Wow. 40 years. I was seven. That syncs up with my age. That's great. Uh, as revealed on this week in Star Wars and StarWars.com, from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi will, revi- will arrive September 5th. Some of the highlighted authors and stories include uh, Olive e. Blake going inside the mind of the Emperor, Mike Chen's tale of Anakin becoming one with the Force, and Fran Wilde giving us a tale of Mon Mothma and a secret mission to save the Rebel Alliance. Uh, old favorites and new names are among the list of authors, authors including Phil Shostak, uh, getting a uh, you know step out from the art, wonderful art of books to write a story as well. I'm looking forward to that one more than any of them, I'll say. Is there any particular story you're looking forward to hearing? Any thoughts on this, Jen? Oh, I'm so excited to read Phil's story, Kristen Favor. So many friends are a part of this. Um, and of course, Return of the Jedi, my favorite <laughs> Star Wars film. So these uh, are stories that are dreams come true for me. I am really excited to read about the tragic history of the Rancor Keeper, uh, the life and times of the Sarlacc. A lot to tell there. And, you know, getting into the mind of Palpatine could be kind of scary and interesting. So... Mm-hmm. I I love them all. And you know what else I love? I love that they are technically canon, even though we know sometimes they can kind of like contradict Mm -hmm. things. So we could see these tidbits on screen at some point. That delights me. Yeah, yeah. And maybe even reworked in a a fabulous way there. Uh, There, yes, Alden and Amid's got that story about uh, Malakili. Looking forward to that one for sure. Uh, Joseph, kicking this to you. Uh, Any story, anything you're looking forward to hearing? And, uh, you know, thoughts on 40 years and 40 stories of a movie we are around for. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very interested to see like the shape in the flow of this because, you know, by the nature of let's spend some more time with the perspectives of smaller characters. Half this book could be (laughs) Jabba's Palace Mm -hmm. and then like three chapters in the middle (laughs) and then a bunch of Ewoks. Um, I'm I'm curious to see just kind of like editorially how they managed to, to spread it out. 
Um, but I am excited for some Ewok content. I know that they've uh, they have you know advertised some some solid Wicket content uh, in, in terms of other smaller characters that would love to see featured. Um, I know fans still uh, disagree, but uh, I think the the bearded uh, rebel trooper that we see putting on biker scout armor is not Rex. I think that is Nick Sant, and I would love a Nick Sant story. Um, I, I know Ken, you're you're a huge fan of uh, Jer Gerard's doubt uh, mm-hmm. that is expressed in in the deleted scenes and the novelization. So I'd love to see that back in. Yeah, um, I think there's there's some really interesting things to do with the uh, the spirit of of Kenobi, uh, uh, particularly after some of the knowledge from the uh, Kenobi show, all of that. So mm-hmm. so there's some like speculative things like, ooh, will this be in it? Will that be in it? For what's actually been announced. Um, Happy to see, you know, authors that we know, like Adam Christopher and, and Kristen Baver and thrilled for Phil Shostak. Um, also excited that they're just like a ton of of new people in in new voices because I'm excited to see w- which one of uh, those writers emerge uh, to be writing uh, full Star Wars books. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the listed ones, Mike Chen's tale of Anakin becoming one with the Force is the probably the one that I'm most excited about. Uh, mm-hmm. I love Mike Chen's earlier stories uh, mm-hmm. i really like the novel brotherhood and that that's a potentially like really interesting fans have been debating and speculating how does that work how does he become one with the force i have had canon about yeah. it so it's it's one of those great like ooh, uh, i'm really excited to read this and i'm glad it's canon adjacent mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, no, yeah, that's a great uh, example, Mike Chen, because uh, his this is how I found out his work. He's always been writing long, long time before the the, the mm-hmm. point of view books, but those are the ones that put him on uh, my radar screen as a fan and and led to uh, Brotherhood in, in a way. It doesn't necessarily happen for for every author that shows up on these lists, but uh, you know, some some all stars could emerge, some names we don't know, and I, I do love that. And I'm yeah, I'm particularly looking forward to that. Yes, of course, I want a Jared Gerard story. Uh, looking forward to the Ewoks, but you're so right. The first of, from a certain point of view book. Had all those cantina tales, and then a lot of rebel pilots. Uh, so we get we'll pass the ball around here. We're gonna say it's a bit, could be a bit of a challenge. But that said, if you give me a wicked story, which we know is coming, but also give me a chirpa and a low gray, maybe a princess <laughs> Nisa around the corner. I, I could do ten Ewok stories. I'd be absolutely. Okay. Oh yeah, uh, let, let's hear the Wisties' perspective on this. Yes. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and you both have mentioned on it, these books seem to have fallen into that canon-adjacent category, at least to be taken with more of a wink of a nod. I mean, it's literally in the marketing now. Um, that is somewhat of a change. I don't know, and this could just be my perspective going into the first book where it was, oh, 40 canon stories explaining every corner of it. And then I got that book, and like I've said so many times, there's so many stories in that first one that I just, I, I think of all the time. I love them. They're, they just grab me, and, and they move me. And there's some that I was like, ah, I'm not a good work. I didn't, the Dianoga one is amazing. It's really artsy and impressive. I don't know if that's my version of it. And then it, it seems coming out of that book, especially in Empire, it was more of like, well, you know, wink, wink. It's from a certain point of view. You can take it as you, as you want. And I don't know if that's just me Jennings and you have a reaction there. Um, what do you feel about that? And, and, and I could go either way. I don't I don't need it to be, it is canon. I don't also need it to be, you know, completely legends. I, I like the, the gray area, but it's an interesting change for me. Yeah, it, exactly. I do remember that one. It is very art. 
to stick. And sometimes these things, like we have our own head cannons, right? <laughs> it doesn't quite work with what we've built up in our mind. And I'm like, and I don't know if that's necessarily going to work uh, on screen. So uh, that's what's part of the fun of it is yeah. take, take what you will from it, right? From a certain point of view, if you like it, sure, it can be canon. If not, well, it's just, you know, a tale. So I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It only, uh, you know, it, it's interesting. We're dealing with, um, dealing with, but getting to enjoy more R5 content in right. memoriam and immediately a lot of people ran back to that story from a certain point of view where was some things were revealed or some ideas put out there mm. R5 and R2 and all that stuff and so it's interesting so it's like well we're gonna think of them anyways uh so we'll see what that happens down the line um so anyways uh, Joseph I don't know if, if, if the Sarlacc has some real uh, you know, sweet thoughts. Will that affect your view of Star Wars going forward? <laughs> yeah, I think that was one of our main takeaways in our review of the Empire Strikes Back one is it just, it made you feel extra bad for every creature <laughs> in the film, which is like, eh, yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. Anyway, I, I agree with you. I think that there was a little bit of a trajectory. I think I read that first A New Hope one with the idea that they're canon and then got toward the end. And I think there was like a direct disagreement between the two stories of, Mm. What uh, did did the rebels not have enough of? Did they not have enough X wings to go around, or did they not have enough pilots to go around? Because I think mm. they directly disagreed, and I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this is from a certain point of view. If it's if it's not even like yeah, how's the character feeling, but if it's like getting into numbers and, and facts, like canon adjacent's just fine with me. Yeah. I think it's good for us to uh, you know canon can be really enriching because it's really fun for us to go oh at the same time this was happening to han solo this is the state of the galaxy this was happening to obi-wan kenobi at the same time yeah. uh, that stuff's really really interesting yeah. um but it can also be a prison where we get uh, obsessed with it and, and i think it's really healthy for us to have the opportunity to be presented we always talk about the the star wars buffet in terms of like you know hey the, here if, if you like you, if you like some some <laughs> gritty soup Here's Andor, right? You know that yeah. kind of thing. That flavor wise, <laughs> some gritty soup. I, there's a lot of lot of just dirt in the soup. Anyway, uh, yeah, I like that gritty soup. It's, it's funny because you and I, young children, right? You and I, Joseph, have both talked about we're in our soup phase a little bit. Oh, here, yeah. So yeah, soups are delicious. <laughs> I bought some yesterday at Target. None of them gritty. <laughs> you got yourself a soup. I'll make some gritty soup while my wife's out of town. Anyway, uh, my my I distracted myself with gritty soup. Point being, I think this is literally like I go through these books and there some of these stories I love in are they are all caps canon to me and I don't mm. need them to be all caps canon to other people. Mm. They inform the stories, they inform the characters in a way that I enjoy thinking about. In my head canon, yep, Yoda wants to train Leia. Obi-Wan communed with Qui-Gon while yeah. Luke was going to check on the homestead. Uh, Palpatine became aware of Luke because Vader was having an obsessive dream yeah. <laughs> about he, he's still on the dark side, but Padme and his son are by his side. Uh, Bosk's sister is the chain breaker who is a Trandoshan who has become a liberator of Wookiees. There's some stories in here that I love and that are like going to be canon to me. And there's some like, that that's great that that didn't happen in my head <laughs> like i respect that other story on the head that's nice yeah. well yeah that did come across condescending didn't it? no uh, no it's just they're not for me and if somebody else is like hey that that's absolutely the way it happened like there, there's one of the mm -hmm. kenobi stories mm -hmm. um somewhere that like oh wow 
uh, I love these elements of it. And I just, that one doesn't make sense to me. And it, and I don't have to gnash my teeth over it. I just go like, yeah, maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. It's a myth. It's a legend. That's fine. Yeah. And I, and I, that's why I think it's important to note the change because I just think it's been a change in the time when this, that first book comes out in, in, in 2017, we're very much more in the early era of this modern Star Wars time where, 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 where the canon of it all is, it's not, it's fun, right? You're, you're, you're getting things revealed. We're starting to look back and, Connect the dots. We got we got Captain Antilles tale. Like uh, we know a little bit. More. Like I, I loved it, and I, and I don't think any of that's changed. I think the way we the the royal way of Star Wars podcasters and pundits, the way we talk about it is is maybe changed or needs to change at times. Because I, I do really agree with you. It's a prison. It's a prison. That I I find myself locked in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's just yeah. the way of it. So I think in this one, this one more than even the Empire one, I'm kind of like, all right, I see what you're doing. All right, let's see what you got. Let's see. We got the tale of Arvel Crinid. Let's do it. Let's see what you say. Might have oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. Then, and I mean, and, that, and that's the thing is like, I, I remember that there were ones I didn't like. And sometimes I remember like, oh, I kind of didn't like that one or I wasn't sure if I agree with that. But honestly, I spend so much more time thinking about the ones that I like. Yeah. Because that's where they live in my mind of like, wow, look at how that connects so well with this scene and that scene. And, and that's the one. Those are the moments that that live in my mind. I don't I don't watch the Dianoga scene and point at the screen and go, didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> like it, I, it's, it's just not something that I incorporate into, you know, my my thinking. I, yeah, I'm right there with you. That's a great way to look at it. What, what grabs you? Think about it. Ruminate on that, and uh, you can kind of just uh, focus on the positive and move forward there. Well, this book comes out September 5th. We'll uh, take a look at it, I'm sure, though. You know, we'll see where it lands on the bookshelf of books to be read. <laughs> <That's so long. laughs> uh, I just added another one uh, inside January 6th. I got the inside scoop coming. I'm going to read that book and The High Republic. It's, I'm going to do it at one hand in each. I got it. I got it. I got it. Uh, that is a look at uh, uh, Star Wars news. Before we get out of here, uh, we are going to take a look at the, this week in Star Wars history, looking ahead to Star Wars past. And there's a few things out there that we could have talked about, but I wanted to focus on this one on March 14th, 1997. Uh, Return of the Jedi special edition was released and eventually added over $45 million to its box office total. Uh, we've spent years, years discussing the new Sarlacc, Jedi Rocks, and the great Yubnob versus Victory celebration music debate or controversy, uh, if that's why you want to look at it. But as the movie ended and you walked out of the theater on your final big screen viewing of this version, where was your head and heart as a Star Wars fan? We are going back to 1997. For me, this is actually maybe a couple weeks after uh, the release date. Uh, new films were on the way. George might have uh, challenged you here with these special editions. Uh, did it feel like, well, that's a wrap. Star Wars is all done again. Uh, where were your thoughts, your Star Wars thoughts, Jen, on uh, in or around March 14th, 1997? I was delighted. Uh, I've talked about, you know, the special editions for me was like, was my first Star Wars game experience it in the theaters, being around other fans. It was just a delight. Um, but I do remember being disappointed because <laughs> Jedi Jedi Rocks uh, replaced yep. Le- Lefty Neck, uh, and of course Victory Celebration replaced the Yub Nub song. So I remember I was so excited for the last moment, and then there it is, Victory Celebration, and now I can appreciate it. But at the time, I was like, sure. I think in theater, I was like, what? What? Uh, But walking out of the theater, I was on cloud nine and I was just like, I am so happy that Star Wars, quote unquote, was back for me. Um, It just was, it was a wonderful experience. And so even though I wasn't thrilled with those changes uh, overall, I just, I made me love Star Wars even more. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. And you know, you touch on something too. In all the years we discussed Jedi rocks uh, here in the podcast and in real life, I think the the biggest problem is that Lapty Neck was gone. That was just one of those like, <laughs> come on, that's that's a, that's a banger. Come on, we got to hear that. <sighs> that that might have been it. But hey, Joe Yaza, I've come to a good place with him as well. I think thank and thanks in large part to Data Bank Brawl. I'll say that. Uh, but Joseph, uh, you walk out of the theater. It's probably a little, uh, well, it's probably springtime for you there. You know, it's not as no. <laughs> That's how weather works out there. Uh, where was your Star Wars thoughts? I think it was still pretty damn cold. I remember that as a mm-hmm. cold, hard winter. Um, but no, I, I, w- I was, I think I was in a better place because it, it was, my reaction to it was not as rough as my friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I remember talking about and really loving the Boba Fett edition of him flirting with a uh, rice doll sand. Um, <laughs> and, and if you, you watch the trajectory of that, like uh, Leia and Chewie come in, Leia disguises bush, bosh, bush, uh, however you choose to pronounce it. And the band stops. And then those two backup singers go over to Boba Fett. <laughs> this is where we want to be when this all goes down. But I just, it, it just, to me, it, it made his, uh, the the cockiness of needing to fly out there and take out the Jedi and not mm. pay attention to what's around him. Like, just this little picture of personality, the mysterious Boba Fett, that he's pretty full of himself. Pretty yeah. full of himself. Mm. So I remember loving that and having that debate and people going like, all right, all right, I guess that was good. Um, mm. The the lefty neck was hard for me. Um, and I think you said it well, Ken. It wasn't... I was definitely challenged by Joe Yao's tonsils at yeah, the time. Same, same. Uh, but it was more just like that's a that's a banger. I don't even know this word banger. It's from the future, but <laughs> lefty neck, it's a banger. Yeah. The yubnub replacement didn't. Uh, I I I was more thrilled by expanding the vision to see that the entire galaxy was happy about this. Yeah, yeah. I remember being like, yeah, 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 the song, but I really, really love this. Uh, I also had had a uh, I think I've mentioned this before uh, a weird experience with the yubnub where. Um, I was doing a lot of theater in college, but I wasn't in the theater department. And uh, my brother and I did a, a like a variety show that was kind of within the theater department. Some of the theater department people kind of looked down their noses at us and mm. grumbly. And the and the the, the kind of cool kids, their their big finale for the variety show is like they very slowly came out in like suits and uh, with like a stand up bass. And there was all this like cool jazz attitude of we're going to do a cool jazz thing. And then they, they played a cool jazz version of Yubnub and it was, mm-hmm. it was funny and it was great. Um, <laughs> and it was like, I don't know, seconds before this uh, film came out. And so that's all I could think about is like, that's it for their Yubnub bit. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that there. But yeah, yeah. You both had a uh, yeah, positive vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's where I was too. Yeah. This, this one, this one challenged me. All the stuff we talked about and we'll talk about again. I think some of that has been smoothed out. Look, even the the the, the Sarlacc, the, what I would call the Feed Me Seymour Sarlacc for decades, that didn't fully heal until Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just rewatched that scene. That's a terrifying scene. I'm completely fine with the Sarlacc designed that way now. Uh, it totally works. It took that long for me to be 100% I'm good with that, George. You're good. So, hey, maybe George, <laughs> don't you worry. Don't you worry. There'll be a series on a streaming service. A what now? But yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you both. Uh, the vibe with Star Wars was back. And and I think, you know, you didn't know what was coming. But we knew the movies were being made around this time. I remember being excited at, at my radio station, uh, hanging out with the, uh, my, my friend Megan, the, the night DJ. We were just both, like, excited. And I just remember looking at her going, it's, there's new Star Wars content being 
made right now. And that just blows my mind. And that feeling is still with me to this day. I get excited where, you know, someone has seen a cut of Acolyte and I haven't. Oh, my God, that's great. I can't <laughs> wait to see it. So I had that vibe uh, uh, in a major way. You know, I was playing Star Wars Monopoly. Uh, I was uh, getting the power of the Force figures. It was like, it was crazy that the this uh, decades-old property, which really wasn't that long ago, uh, 83 to 97, not, not that long. Um, but it was just, the vibe was good. So even though there were some things... Um, that I, you know, would go uh, make fun of with my friends. I think I've lo- lo- learned and, and grown up that that's uh, that's not the feeling to take from it. If you feel joy, run towards joy, and uh, everything else will follow when it comes to Star Wars and maybe life. We'll figure that out. <laughs> all right, that is it for this week. Thank you all for hanging out with some Star Wars news. Uh, another big week of Star Wars content on the way. Some Bad Batch, some Mando, some Q's and A's for you on Friday. Check our YouTube channel, all that stuff out. You can find us on Twitter at Force Center Pod, Facebook page at Force Center Podcast. Uh, we are also on Instagram. You can check out a lot of content there. Uh, we have reels over there, but those are also uh, YouTube shorts. Check them out there as well on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, get to, get to notified on live events, uh, live Q&As, essays. Figure Fights, uh, fourth episode coming up this week, and it is a great one. Podcast available on Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. And you can support us directly, as Joseph said up top. We've got some wonderful things going on at patreon.com slash force center. And don't forget from there, you get into our Discord as well. You can uh, follow me at Cadnapsock or go to cadnapsock.com. Usually I promote upcoming comedy shows. Well, one of the big ones is in London on April 9th. Uh, we, uh, we got to show coming there and i'm so excited for that one joseph where can they find and follow you yeah you can find me on all the social media at joseph scrimshaw twitter mastodon instagram uh more friends joining me over on instagram so please do that uh and then my youtube page i am putting up more short films more comedy so go check that out in particular uh my most recent short film that i put up there is called unboxing the cosmos if you'd like to check that out uh please do and yeah very excited for our show in London. As of a recording, uh, we have uh, one ticket left, uh, standing room ticket. So thank you for all the Four Center listeners who have gobbled up uh, the tickets. We might have some at the door, so we will keep uh, letting you know as the show gets closer. That's exciting. I'm looking forward to I got a brand new shirt picked out, kids. I got a brand new <laughs> shirt. It's going to be fun. Chen, uh, where can they find and follow you? I want to be like a force ghost, like Hayden Christensen appearing at the comedy show <laughs> in the back. Oh, I wish, I wish I could be there. Um, you can find me on Instagram and YouTube where I'm putting out lots of content um, at Jennifer Landa, uh, at Jennifer Landa 1138 on TikTok. I'm sharing that Academy Awards program that I mentioned today and lots of Mandalorian stuff and some, you know, posts about Wookiee boots. Because why not? <laughs> Damn Wookiee boots. All right, my friends. So for Yub Nub uh, and the Ewoks and Wookiee boots, we'll see you next time here on Force. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.